Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Rough start to the previous show. Or a rough end to the previous show means a rough start to this show. It's Carlin versus Joe. Gabe Neitzel, Jordan Ron on here on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. On your smart speaker, just say play ESPN Radio. And we're combining shows here, as as what happens throughout the course of this holiday week. And Jordan and I were just doing Greeny. And, you know, Bubba threw up a question of who you got at the end of the show. And, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's birthday last week. So he asked us for our favorite Samuel L. Jackson movie. And Jordan, um, you're going to have to make your second apology Today, I'm well aware Samuel yeah. Jackson was not in training day. I yeah. tried to cheat though. Bubba kind of told us before, like what he was going to do is like, I'll give you an actor whose birthday. So I, you know, I was jogging my brain, and I even went and searched like whose birthday it was, and I had I had seen that it was Denzel's birthday yesterday. So I started looking at movies, and that's how I came up with training day, and totally botched it. So what's I'll your take tw- it. what's your Twitter feed like right now? Yeah, it doesn't look <laughs> it's good. Just a it's gonna be a disaster. I mean, we're still, our phone is still ringing not, right now. There's not curses though. I mean, most people are actually. I mean, just telling me I was wrong, which I could I could take that. That's 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 a success. I'll take that. That's a win. Yeah, I mean, you just tried to cheat and you tried to get out ahead of, ahead of it and kind of just backfired. I mean, when you said it to because I didn't catch it right because I was like, I haven't seen it in a, a long time. So I'm like, was he maybe has like a bit role? Was he maybe just a small part in it? Because I just went and then we ran out of time. But then Shannon was, I don't, we were like, I don't think he was in that. Man, I would I would have went with uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. There that would have been my answer if That's... I didn't if I just thought about it and not tried to cheat. Well, now well, we it's know. an iconic Sam L. Jackson role. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Jordan, Samuel L. Jackson and Denzel Washington. And were in one movie together. So they were in Mo Better Blues, 1990. Mm. So they did star in one movie together. There we go. I should have just said that. Could have been right either way. Yeah. I mean, again, like Samuel L. Jackson's been in so many movies. You had such an opportunity just to randomly hit one, accidentally come you came across like the one that he has not <laughs> been in, it seems like, over the last number of years. So we understand, hey, we're, you're calling Dr. Pepper. Call I was just line. saying that it's a good movie. Training Day is a good yeah, movie. That's all I was movie. saying. It was a good I mean, movie. I didn't say he was in it. It's just a good movie. I started last segment saying <laughs> Gabe previously got a C plus for last week's uh, yeah, I, you got, I, got an F. I, I don't think you got a much better grade for this time. I think we have to give you an F. So next to you got. Let's see if you can uh, redeem yourself. It was going uh, good till then, man. Yeah, only Darn. hey, only pointing up. The next, the good news is the next time you can only go up from from the previous performance on who you got. You can be a part of the Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line. Call us triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We know that a lot of people have been calling that to try to correct Jordan. Uh, ESPN Nation is presented by Dr Pepper. It's not college football season without delicious taste of an ice cold Dr Pepper. The one fans deserve. It. College football has been taking over, and we are going to have those games coming up on Monday, but. 
Week 17 of the NFL season kicking off last night, and Joe Flacco continuing to just do the things that he has done over the last month or so, leading the Browns to his th- uh, their third playoff berth this century, and he had yet another game. 309 yards, three touchdowns, now 4-1 and one as the starter as they defeat the Jets last night, 37-20. to 20. Joe Flacco, who started this season with nobody wanting him, and now he's leading one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Last night after the game, said he's just trying to enjoy this one i don't want to step back yet i mean obviously we're gonna have a three-day weekend here where i'll probably get a chance to but i want to try to stay in the moment as much as possible every now and then you get a couple like like right now it's already midnight i mean but you'll get a couple hours here before i fall asleep that you'll kind of get to this lay around and, and think about how cool of a night it was you know and hopefully i can like I'll try to let those two hours linger as long as possible so I can enjoy it a little bit. Because by the time you wake up the next day, you're like, okay, you know, that felt good, but we got to start to move on a little bit. And this is coming from, you know, he. Spite can be a heck of a motivator, and the Jets were a team that did not want Joe Flacco. Flacco goes out there and lights them up once again. The Browns are at double digit wins. Now, they're not going to win their division because the Ravens, who are the number one seed in the AFC, are likely to do that. But, Jordan, do you believe that Flacco and the way he is playing make the Browns Super Bowl contenders? You said that like Jeff Saturday did when we did this bit on Get Up and Jordan. <laughs> like when Brian Dable was like yelling me, Jordan. Yeah, you know what? I don't really want to put them as Super Bowl contenders. But I am scared. I would be scared to play them. And I do think that Joe Flacco, we've already seen him do this once in his career. I didn't think he still had it in him at this point of his career. But we have seen him put together a hot streak and put together a run, right? I mean, he made himself a million dollars, like one of the best playoff runs in NFL history. So, I mean, think about this for a second. Joe Flacco has 13 TD passes in the past five games. It's the most he's ever had in a five-game stretch in his career. <laughs> And ever in his career. So who's to say that he can't keep this up? He did it last night without Amari Cooper. Njoku's been awesome. I mean, the, the, I don't know. They're, uh, uh, Stefanski is a tremendous you know, offensive mind, coach in general. I, I think I don't want to play them. The year, right? Stefanski's got to be coaching. I think so. Year. Yeah. I mean, who's the competition? D'Amico Ryan's? Uh, I mean, Dan Campbell's probably going to get some love because the Lions haven't won their division in 30 years. John Harbaugh probably won't get enough, right? No. Some, I mean, but not enough. Yeah. Yeah, but, so I think so. But, I, yeah, I'm scared of them. I'm just not willing to put them in the Super Bowl contender category. I, are, are you? I think you have to. Because you outs, outside of the Ravens, when you take a look at all the other teams in the <sighs> AFC, when you take a look at the team that's occupying the two-seed, and who knows if they're going to be occupying the two-seed at the end of the week because, well, they have to play the one-seed on Sunday afternoon. I mean, the Miami Dolphins, they certainly have their flaws. You, you start going down the list, and those and, and it's teams that have a lot of flaws. The, the Kansas City Chiefs, it feels like we've been burying them almost all week, and they continue to have issues. Like, Travis Kelsey went on a, a profanity-laced tirade on his own podcast about the way the team has been playing recently. The Jags currently lead their division and would be the opponent against the Browns uh, in, in the wildcard round. Browns are better than the Jags. When you start going down the list, like, to me, there's only one team right now that's definitively better than the Cleveland Browns, and it's the Baltimore Ravens, who, oh, by the way, the Browns did beat, granted, without Flacco. It was Deshaun Watson who probably played the best second half of his time in Cleveland earlier this year against Baltimore. 
but that's the team. That's the the only team I can definitively say is better than the Browns right now is the Baltimore Ravens. I would put the Dolphins in that category too, but only because the Dolphins will be playing at home. If they play right, sure. If if it turned out that way and they end up winning the division and they they get to play the uh, Browns in the playoffs, so I would probably put the Dolphins on that list ahead of the Browns. And I'm I'm almost like the Browns and the Bills are kind of like right next to each other for me, like two teams that I think are dangerous that could I could see making a run. I just in the end I probably trust Josh Allen more than I do Joe Flacco. I mean, that's, that's fair. the fact that Very we're even fair. saying that right now is wild, right? <laughs> like, imagine I said that three weeks ago. You would have been like, oh, no, oh yeah, you know, whatever, no, no S, you know, Sherlock. Like, I mean, come on. Like, it was obvious. So, but, so you want to hear a crazy question? How about this? Is Joe Flacco positioning himself to be the Browns starter beyond the season? Because the Browns have been searching for that starting quarterback. They were so desperate for the starting quarterback, they gave up all the assets and gave all the money to Deshaun Watson, who has been a disappointment in his time in Cleveland. He's had to serve a suspension. He's had to try to then work his way back. Hasn't looked great, except for the second half against the Ravens, as I mentioned earlier. And then he's dealing with another injury. He's out for the rest of the year. But this is the best the Browns team has looked over the last couple of years. Has it not? Yes, but at the same time, they invested $240 million in one guy. So unless Joe Flacco makes a really deep playoff run, I can't imagine you go in that direction. Would you bring him back alongside Deshaun Watson, I think, is, a, is something you would absolutely want to consider. I think, but I don't know if you could just – I don't know if he could be their star. You can't put him, make him the starter unless he makes the Super Bowl or something. He, yeah, he would have to do something ridiculous. I, I know this. Yeah. I think I feel he myself, would have to keep this going at this level for another what, four weeks. I am rooting for my Green Bay Packers to make it to the playoffs. Whether they do or not, who knows? But I'm rooting for Joe Flacco and I'm rooting for the Browns because that is the, the other thing is it's just a fun team to watch. Like watching them last night do what they did to the Jets and watching him just push the ball down the field and do the things that he can do off of play action. They're playing a fun brand of football and it's not a boring team by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I'm rooting for them only because it's like, hey, this is the year of the tortured fan bases. You got the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns, you know, both in the playoffs. I mean, these these are two teams that have not had a lot of success, right? I mean, the Cleveland Browns are not a franchise with a lot of success. Those fans have been through a lot of tough times. They lost their team, right, at one point. They did. Uh, So, (laughs) and then the Detroit Lions, I mean, that's the most tortured fan base in all sports. I'll, I'll go to my grave thinking that, and the fact that they won a division, like, I'll root for those teams because I feel for those fans. I feel for those fans that have been through so many bad years that when you get a good season like this and when you get a good story like Joe Flacco coming back from the dead, right? Like the I, I mentioned it before, the, the gif of the Undertaker in the coffin and then just like popping up out of the coffin. Like that's Joe Flacco. He was out of the league, what, four weeks ago, five weeks ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five weeks ago. He was out of the league. Nobody wanted him. I didn't think he was ever going to play again. Did you ever? Did you think that Joe Flacco would ever resurface in any way, shape, or form? Uh, not as a player. I thought like, oh, maybe somebody will scoop him as, as a broadcaster or something. Like if Joe Flacco showed up on a pregame show somewhere as a broadcaster. No, I wouldn't have been shocked about that. I am shocked to see him in the league, and not only am I shocked to see him in the league, I am floored to see the fact that he is leading the league in passing yardage since he's became the Browns starter. That's and crazy. So insane. 
absolutely insane to me. Uh, coming up next, we were just talking about tortured fan bases, tortured franchises. The Detroit Lions are one of them, but they're in the playoffs. So are the Cowboys. They go head-to-head this weekend. Which team has a higher playoff ceiling? We dive into that question coming up next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, and Channel 80. Gabe Nigel, Jordan Ron on in for the guys today. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Monday Night Football on a Saturday night is what we have this week. Lions-Cowboys over on ESPN. Two top teams in the NFC. Lions are 11-4, and four, Cowboys 10-5. and five. Lions have already clinched their division. They're the champions of the NFC North. Cowboys have locked up their spot probably as a wild card at this point thanks to their two-game losing streak. This is an interesting game to me, Jordan, because I don't know what's left to prove for either of these teams. I, I can't think of a scenario where the Cowboys walk away winning this game, which is... I think they ultimately do, but no matter how they win this game, it's like, well, sure, but it was at home. You guys have been so good at home this year, and as a wild card team, you're probably going to have to play every game on the road in order to get to some place you haven't been to in nearly 30 years. And the Lions, well, they've kind of wrapped everything up at this point. They've been a feel good story. They're going to be hosting a team on the in wild card weekend. I I don't see them being. You know, really competing for that number one overall seed with the Niners because they would need help from Sam Fran, which I don't see coming. So this game could be entertaining, but I don't know what it necessarily proves for either of them. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. I I think for Dallas, you just need to feel good about yourself, right? Because you don't want to keep losing. I think it, yes, the, especially when you, when you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, when you compile consecutive losses and keep losing. The pressure builds, right? Everybody starts jumping on the Cowboys, even more so than every other team. Uh, so I, I think they they want to right the ship and do it at home and get themselves in feeling good about themselves 
going into the uh, playoffs. And so I think for them, it probably holds a little more. I mean, Detroit can technically get the one seed. They're tied with the same yes. record as the Eagles and the and the Niners. They would just probably need some help for both those teams to lose. The Eagles have, what, Arizona and the Giants? The Niners have, what, Washington? Commanders, But then Rams. the Rams. So a slip-up against the Rams is possible, which would open the door for Detroit. But I believe Detroit's still behind the Eagles as well. Uh, yes, because the Eagles... Uh... Yeah, you'd have to go down to a couple of different tiebreakers, and that's why this one becomes a big one for Detroit, because they still could potentially sneak in there. And the one thing I will say about Dan Campbell is I think Dan Campbell's going to have this team ready to go. Like, I don't think that they're going to be coasting. I think he's going to make sure that this team is like, hey, understand that winning the division, yes, it's a big deal, but that's step one. We still have bigger things that we have the opportunity to accomplish. But I also don't think I'm ready to live in a world, Jordan. It's just too many big steps at once. I'm not ready to live in a world where the Detroit Lions are the number one seed in the NFC. I don't know if I'm <laughs> no, ready for I agree. that. I mean, if the Detroit Lions did sneak into the number one seed, that's where you could see I could create a scenario where they make a run. I mean, if you go look at Jared Goff's road and home splits the last few years, you'll see – He's significantly better at home, in the dome, in controlled environments. Like, them on the road is a different team as well. Like, we say that about the yes. Cowboys. Jared Goff on the road is a different quarterback than Jared Goff at home. So there is a huge advantage for the Detroit Lions to be at home, whereas I could create scenarios where the Niners or the Eagles can go on the road and win playoff games for sure. I, I, can't, I can't do that for the Detroit Lions yet. No. And Dan Campbell, their head coach of the Lions this week during his press conference, did have some thoughts on playing the Cowboys in Dallas this week. I just bring it up. There's going to be nothing easy about going into Dallas to play these guys, you know, and so there'll be ebbs and flows of the game. It'll be, this will be another one that's going to come down to the end of the game. It'll come down to the wire. You couldn't write a better script. It gives you a real good idea of where you're at because this is one of the top teams in the NFC. Uh, It just is. So, and we're out at their place, you know, where they play their best football, their backs against the walls. You're going to get their very best shot. Which of these teams do you trust more in the postseason? Cowboys or Lions? I, I like the, the Cowboys better as a team, so that's a tough question. Because like <laughs> when you phrase a question like that, like who do you trust more in the playoffs, for the answer to be the Dallas Cowboys is really something, right? Like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like, man, how can I really trust the Cowboys more than someone else in the playoffs? But I, this is a Lions team, doesn't have a lot of experience. They would have to – look – they're going to play a first-round game that's probably very favorable. So I really like them in that game. Do I like them to be able to win on the road against Philadelphia or, or San Francisco? No. I give the, If that's the scenario, I give the Dallas Cowboys a better chance to win on the road against San Francisco or the Eagles. By the way, they came close to beating the Eagles on the road, I believe, the Cowboys. And they, they obviously they came did. really close to beating the Dolphins as well. They played two really good games there against really good teams. Uh, so I think they're close with a break or two. I think I could create a scenario. I don't want Mike McCarthy, though, to be put in a well, big spot at the end of a game. That, that's the problem, though, with the Cowboys being – like, if the Cowboys won the division and they were the two or three seed and they at least had one home playoff game, but as the five seed, things would have to go really sideways in the NFC for them to get a playoff game at home, which would then have to prob- – which would then be the NFC championship game. 
Like, that's just how crazy things would have to break in the NFC in mm-hmm. order for them to get a playoff game. So do I think that they can go on the road and beat with what right now would be Tampa Bay on the road? Yeah, I think the yeah, Cowboys can go do that. Of course I do. But then having to do it week in and week out when you've been such a bad road team all season long, that's where it gets a little bit tricky for me in, in trusting the Dallas Cowboys. And the one thing we do forget, yeah, he wasn't relied upon, but Jared Goff did play in a Super Bowl. He once got a team, was the quarterback of a team that I'm went well to a aware. Super Bowl. Things didn't go they well for them offensively. They also him because they didn't think they could win a Super Bowl with him. That's correct. Same thing with Jimmy they G. They didn't think he was at that level. Yes. But I, I think at this point, I just trust so do the you Lions trust, a little bit you more. you trust the Lions more in the playoffs than you do the Cowboys? I trust the Lions a little bit more. They have that home playoff game. And because you, of that, I think they're feeling good. Like, if they went on the road... Forget that home playoff game. You think they yeah. could beat the Cowboys? I mean, you think that they could beat the Niners or the Eagles on the road? I think that they could beat the Eagles on the road. I don't Ooh. know if they can beat the Niners on the road. I can't see them going into Philadelphia in a postseason it's, game and beating the Eagles. I just know, can't. The, the I can't NFC, see it. it's, it's, a, it's amazing how much these two conferences are mirroring each other because you have the two teams at the top. And even despite you know just getting their doors blown off on national television last Monday night, I feel that most people believe in the Niners more, and it's because mm-hmm. of the NFC and how it falls in after. But in both conferences, whether we're talking AFC or NFC, after you get past the one seed, it's hard to find a team that you fully can be confident in once we hit the playoffs. Yeah, there's no like Chiefs and Bills yes. last year, you know, the past couple of years, or Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. Yes. You know, that, that, those teams don't exist. Yeah. Uh, but the Eagles did make the Super Bowl last year. So the idea that they could possibly turn it on, I guess, exists. I mean, but there's been a lot of things that happened there this year that make you wonder if that's the reality. Yeah. It, it's just a really, it's a wide open conference after you get past San Francisco. And. I, I think there's a, a blueprint out there to beat the Niners, but it's you, you got to be what the Ravens are. You got to be able to beat them up. You got to be able to bully back. You got to be able to punch back the way that the Ravens can defensively. And while the Cowboys have had some nice defensive moments this season, I don't look at them as this unbelievably physical defense that bullies people. Now, they've got some good defensive pieces that can cause some turnovers, but I, I don't see. They're a front a team. running team. Yes, 100%. They're a front-running team, but so but they if they got an early lead in in Philadelphia or in uh, San Francisco, I could create a scenario where I could certainly see them winning. Yeah, you can join our conversation today on the Dr Pepper call in line triple eight say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. With our question of the day, who was the most disappointing team or athlete in twenty twenty three? And that has been, our, by the way, our Monday Night Preview, which is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Monday Night Football happening on a Saturday night this week because of the college football playoffs and the semifinals happening on Monday. So which Alabama team is going to show up against Michigan? The Tide team that upset Georgia or the one that struggled to put away opponents for much of the season, including that Auburn team in that epic Iron Bowl earlier this year? We'll ask an expert that coming up here on Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Michigan and Alabama, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Michigan's been here before. They have not won this. Alabama's been here before. They have won this. Won this. You're going to have probably the two teams that people love to hate the most. This is why you come to Michigan. They've only had their head coach for what, like four games this year? He's missed six. All year long, everybody has said what this Alabama team was not. And all they've done is continue to win, continue to stick together. For me, it's all about bragging rights. The Big Ten, the SEC. Well, that's not that's all that's on the line. Bragging rights. Yeah, a little bit more. In the Rose Bowl. <laughs> a little bit bigger than that. At birth in the national championship game, this is Carlin versus Joe. I'm Gabe Nudge, along with Jordan Ronan, in for the guys today, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And this Alabama team has been one that's been fascinating to keep an eye on all season long because, well, they're the name brand in college football, Alabama. We just assumed that they're going to be there at the end of the year. And then we assumed they were not going to be there at the end of the year when they lost to Texas earlier this season, only to rattle off. I was on that day. I thought they were going to lose three or four games this year. Oh, yeah. It, well, they had no quarterback how, how you, at the time. Yeah, how, how, could you, how could you not think that? It made the most sense. Jalen Milrow played terribly that game. They decided to bench Terrible. him. Terrible. Couldn't, they couldn't throw the ball. Went through a couple of different iterations of quarterback before finally settling on Milrow, and he played great the rest of the season. However, he also had to deal with, um, you know, he, he was he was motivating himself, I guess, Jordan, because uh, Jalen Milrow, who was available for some media earlier this week, they did media day, by the way, at Disneyland for the Rose Bowl, uh, and, and Milrow Sounds had this to, to say about Bill O'Brien, his former offensive coordinator, on wanting him to not play quarterback. Shoot, my own offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, told me I shouldn't play quarterback. There's a lot of things I can, you know, have motivation on, and that is something I have motivation from. What was your reaction to Bill O'Brien telling you that you shouldn't play quarterback? Do you remember how you felt when he said that? How would you feel if I told you you suck? It's a pretty good answer to the follow-up question there of how did you feel. Well, how would you feel if you were told you suck? And, well, Jalen Milrow is proving people wrong with the way he played in the back half of the season. 
I don't know if I've ever seen, Jordan, a player, whether we're talking about the NFL, whether we're talking about college football, improve that much throughout the course of a regular season. Because, he again, he went from being benched because he was so mm-hmm. bad in a loss to, okay, I guess we have It wasn't just that game, though, guy. Gabe. Oh, yeah. It was, it, he was bad early in the year. It was like a, a you know string of games there. Yeah, and then they eventually go back to him like, okay, I guess this is our best option. We'll see what we can do. And he just continued to grow and grow and grow to the point where he had one of the biggest highlights of the year. Granted, it was helped out because Auburn decided to rush, I don't know, two, two-ish guys. Cause they, decided <laughs> to, they decided to have a spy on a ball that you knew had to go into the end zone. But he still made an unbelievable throw to beat Auburn with the touchdown he had in the Iron Bowl. And then played great in the SEC championship game, helping his team upset Georgia, who hadn't lost in who knows how long. I don't know if I've ever seen a player improve that much over the course of a regular season. Yeah, that's fair. He did get a lot better. Now, I told you before, I'm a petty son of a gun. I appreciate that from him. I like it. But I also don't think, and, and he could use this as motivation if he wants, I don't think he's, he, they face a team as good as Michigan. I think they're going to get smacked around by Michigan. Really? I yeah. Because I don't I think, know if I can I think Michi- Michigan. I think Michigan's a significantly better team than them this year. This version of Alabama still is not one of the better Alabama teams. That, like Obviously, we're comparing them to behemoths, right? <laughs> right. It's, I'm not saying they stink. I mean, we're comparing them to Alabama teams of the past. They they squeaked by even some of those games at the end. Georgia, yeah, they played a good tight game. Like That's, that's the game they have to play, right? They have to play kind of like a lower-scoring, grinded-out game against these good teams. Can they do that against Michigan? Maybe this is my anti-Michigan... I'm sick of everybody trying to from Michigan trying to play like they're the uh, they're the victim in all of this card. Okay. Because I mean, look, the fact that they're you're putting Michigan versus everybody beanies on because your coach is caught up and your program's oh, well, caught up in a cheating scandal. Like I told you, I'm petty, but that's just stupid. Yeah, that's but but that's what Michigan's been doing all year. Like, oh, everybody's out to get us, or you did some dumb things as a program, and yeah, now you got to pay. But the those penalty. are self inflicted things. Yes, that doesn't like, even count. You can't, turns out there are consequences to your actions, Michigan. But I also think it's obvious that Jim Harbaugh's leaving this program. I don't know if you, you heard do. the way he the, the way he answered. He, he didn't. He he avoided the question yeah, about. Oh, he he did a great job of avoiding that. Oh, we're just taking it one day at a time. And I has Michigan been that impressive this year? I mean, the two times that they were going to be tested was against Penn State and a good defense. And yes, I mean that game probably the final score was closer than the actual game was because they didn't need JJ McCarthy to throw a ball after the middle <laughs> of the second quarter and they just ran it all the time, but. I didn't think Ohio State was all that great this year, and they were marching down the field until Kyle McCord threw that interception. So I, I don't know if Michigan's this dominant team, even though they have the number one next to their name either. I'm I'm a bigger fan of Michigan than you are, even though I saw them struggle with Maryland. I went to that game. Uh, they barely beat Maryland. They won, were up like one score, you know, with two minutes left. But I just think that – and you tell me what you think of this. I okay. think they are the most talented – of the teams that are still sure. playing. Like that's how that's how good I think their roster is. Yeah. Like there's just NFL players littered all over that roster. Now all these teams, by the way, have NFL players littered all over their roster. I just think that they have actually more. Like their defense is I think I think they have a great defense. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a lot of really good players on offense as well. As a, and I'm curious what you think. You think that they you think do you think they are more talented talent wise? 
than any of these other three teams in the football playoffs. Like, which roster would you take? I I think that the... I think the Washington roster has been pretty underrated. Like, as a team, Washington's been underrated, I think, all season long. Like, nobody, like, everyone begrudgingly now, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess they're number two, even though, like, everybody thought Oregon was better than them all season long, and all they did was beat Oregon both times they played. Yeah, I agree. They're a really good team. People that don't think they're good, I think, are underestimating them. Michigan's, Michigan's probably got the best roster, but now you're also going up against the best coach in college football. Like, Nick Saban's going to have something ready to go, especially when you give Nick Saban this kind of time. And that's the thing. I mean, the, 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 the championship games in these conferences were a month ago. And now yeah. you're giving a full four weeks for Nick Saban to put something together for Michigan while the other head coach might be entertaining offers from the NFL and have that thought dancing through his head. Well, he's quirky, though. He's game. still a good coach, though. I oh, mean, 100%. I'm not the biggest fan of him and his shenanigans. Yeah. But I do think he's a really good coach. So, you know, if it was him again, if it was Nick Saban against some schlub that I had no confidence in, then I would see a, a, a significant gap. And I'd be like, oh, you know what? Nick Saban is going to be the difference there. I don't know if the gap between Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh is that massive in that watch. Yeah, but I mean, it comes down to me about that trust question. Because Jim Harbaugh's been a fantastic coach. He's been able to win that big game against Ohio State the last three years. Mm -hmm. But also, we got a little embarrassed in the semifinals last year. Like that yeah. was a game you should have won. Yes, and that's why if they don't win lose. it this year, if they don't win it this year, like this is their year. Yeah, they, they, oh, they, the pressure's on. He's got. They got to win it this year. Yeah, like you, you should have beaten TCU last year. Couldn't do it. You couldn't 100%. do it in the semifinals. And now you're facing an Alabama team with Nick Saban. Like this is a big opportunity for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. That's why. I'm really intrigued by that first semifinal in the Rose Bowl. Carlin versus Joe is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Still rumblings going through ripple effects in the NFL about the benching of Russell Wilson. Can Russ still cook enough to lead a team to a Super Bowl? We dive into that question coming up next. Carlin versus Joe. On ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Russell Wilson is being benched. He's still guaranteed $39 million for next year. So they may move on from him physically, but they will be married to him financially. The way that Russell Wilson plays the game isn't the style that Sean Payton has been accustomed to playing. So I just felt like that marriage, that relationship was never going to last. The number one push behind this, and, and it's a decision I'm making, is to you know get a spark offensively. I think we all knew that the NFL was good business. Maybe this wakes you up to how good of a business the NFL is, especially if you're an owner in the NFL. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. ESPN App 36. Right. You can just eat it. He's Jordan Ron on yeah. Dave Neitzel. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Russell Wilson it's that Walmart money, baby. Oh man. Unbelievable. It's a lot of, a lot of money, Walmart. With Russell Wilson presumably being benched, the Broncos apparently, with that, I mean, you can't start him again. It seems like they're going to move on before his five-year extension even kicks in. And they're willing to eat, now that I believe they're going to try to spread this over two years of salary cap, so it won't be all at one time, but $85 million, just going to eat it, just going to take that hit against the cap and mm. basically you know, eat that cap to have Russell Wilson go elsewhere. I don't know how you feel, Jordan, but I know there's somebody at ESPN who does not think that Russell Wilson's going to be playing quarterback in the NFL anymore because that's what earlier this week on Get Up, Bart Scott, ESPN NFL analyst, had to say. No, Russell Wilson, I think his pride is too big to, to, to sit up and go to the Joe Flacco route. I expect Russell Wilson pretty much to be on Dance with the Stars next year and star <laughs> Russ Inc. And I'm, I'm being serious. Like, do, you, do, we see, do we see a guy like Russell Wilson with his ego, the guy that drives around with a tuxedo in, 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 in the back of his trunk to grind it out and start over from scratch and compete, you know, without Look, a guarantee of a starting quarterback? It's a great question. Fair point. It's a great question from Bart Scott. Who should be going after Russ? I'm not even saying who should trade for Russ because I don't think anybody's going to try to trade for him because, as I mentioned, you would have to then take on that entire five-year contract that the Broncos gave him. So I think it's more of he's going to be cut. Who can go get him? Where is a spot where he could end up as a starting quarterback? Well, I went. I was just looking at the list of teams, and the, I wrote down four teams. Like I was like, where I don't even can't even come up with many scenarios. It was... The Steelers, right, get him there to go compete for a starting job with Kenny yep. Pickett. Well, I mean, I the, think he just kind of gets that job over Kenny Pickett, but I don't think they would just hand it to him. To be honest with you, I mean, that's Fair. the thing. This is the whole point that Bart made. Bart made right there. Can you? Do you see him going and them saying, "Because hey, you have to go earn it. We'll we'll put you in a competition. Are you willing to go win a job? Or like with the Jets, are you willing to go back up Aaron Rodgers?" Right? Are you, the Titans maybe are going to be looking for something at quarterback? The Falcons? Well, I, I'm guessing maybe? that they would give Will Levis a chance in in Tennessee before they decide to go, ah, oh, yeah, Levis doesn't have it. Let's go ahead and get Russ. Well, then there's just not a lot of spots for Russ. That's, well, I'm, I'm looking around, and he, he's 35 years old, first of all. So he's 35. And I'm, I'm looking around trying to figure out, okay, who would try to convince themselves that he is going to be the guy? I don't know. I don't think that exists anymore. That that's the yeah. thing. I don't think he can lead a team to a Super Bowl. I think in, I think those days are past him. I think those days are done. And what, the the evidence against Russ at this point seems to be pretty damning. 
because in Seattle, they were willing to move on. Like, Pete Carroll's a pretty well-respected coach, won a Super Bowl. Like, was accused of loving Russ so much as his quarterback that he was babying him, according to a story that was on ESPN.com a number of years ago. Um, and that was the Legion of Boom. And, and those guys, Richard Sherman and those guys, you know, Earl Thomas, being, ah, we don't like this special treatment that Russell Wilson's getting. Yeah. So eventually, that coach decides, eh, Russ is not doing it for me here. And now the Seahawks are on the verge of making the playoffs for the second straight year yeah. without Russell. I know people in that organization, they knew that his play was had dipped and that he wasn't the same player he once was. And even when, even in his prime, the more you think of it, and yes, he was a great player and he was able to make plays, that was a team that was, he was a role player and it was yep. driven on their defense. They had the number one defense in the NFL. 100%. And, like, the number one defense by a, by a wide margin, like, not even close. I'm not sure who was number two at that time because that's how good that Legion of Boom was. Probably them in the 49ers, the Patrick yeah. Willis and uh, you know, who was the other linebacker? That was Willis and... Oh, I'm blanking on the name. I'm, but, yeah, you're, you're right. And then you have another Navarro really well-respected Bowman. There you coach. Go. Shannon yeah, saving you go. us there. Bowman and then Alden Smith and, yeah, that <laughs> Niners defense back in the day was... Was lethal, but not as good. They weren't as good as Seattle. They couldn't nope. get over the hump. And then you take a look at the the way that people look at Sean Payton and how revered he is. And Sean Payton's deciding to move on from you as well. And I understand in order to be an NFL head coach or general manager, you got an ego and you think you can do it better than the next guy. But when those two guys, Super Bowl winning coaches, decide, nah, we're better off moving on from this guy. Nah, we're better off eating eighty five million dollars. I can't imagine that there's a team out there that goes, yep, Russell's going to be our guy to lead us to that that next level. I mean, Washington and Pittsburgh are probably the only two, and that's because Pittsburgh's in a spot, I think, Jordan, where they, they have to take flyers on guys, right? Like they, They've been so good, and even when they've had bad seasons, they're not in a spot to take one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, so they end up having to take flyers on guys like, oh, maybe we can resurrect Mitchell Trubisky's career, or we could take a flyer and have, because he's the only first-round quarterback this year and take Kenny Pickett. Like That kind of fits in the mold of the type of people that they've had to bring in because they're not in position to take one of the top quarterbacks. Yeah, and Washington, as you mentioned, they are in position, so they're going to try to get one of the big quarterbacks this year. They're, that's... They're set up for that new ownership. They're going to blow out everyone in the organization. Start over. I mean, they're just starting from scratch. They're they're not. Russell Wilson doesn't make sense for them at this no. point. They, so it, that does. It's, yeah, Pittsburgh is one that kind of makes sense to me. Here's the thing that I think of, and the comparison that I make, and I think to, is Allen Iverson. And Bart talked about it. Is he willing to put his ego aside? And be a lesser player, a role player, a guy who competes, a backup. Like, that's why, remember, Allen Iverson was this amazing player. Yep. But his career at the end phased out super quickly because he wasn't willing to be that role player. He wasn't willing to adjust his game as he lost his athleticism. Like, unless Russ is willing to do that, unless he's willing to go in and, like, compete for a job or be a backup, it is possible he doesn't have a spot and he's like out of the league early in the year until somebody gets hurt or something like that happens where somebody gets desperate and say, okay, you know what? We need a veteran starting quarterback. Let's bring in Russ. And the, the flip side is how many teams really want him to compete or with a young quarterback considering everything we know about him as, you know, personality-wise, ego-wise? Like he's not exactly 
the perfect tutor for your young, or mentor for your young quarterback, is he? No, I don't think he's going to mentor your young quarterback. I don't think you want him in the So then why do you want him there with a the young quarterback? Yeah. You don't? So if you had the choice between two guys this offseason, and one of this depends upon the recovery that he has, but if you're a team looking for a veteran quarterback and you think that's the piece you're missing, do you, have to, do you go after Kirk Cousins or do you go after Russell Wilson? Oh, Kirk Cousins. It's not even close. Yeah. So that's, yeah, the, other, mean, that's the other part that factors you don't, into You don't this. hesitate there, do you? No. Nope. And, and that's the other thing that factors into this, because if you're one of those teams that's decided, hey, we're a veteran QB away, like Kirk Cousins is the one that you're going to pursue before Russell. Russell ends up being, unfortunately, like he was in Denver, the backup plan, because Denver initially wanted Aaron Rodgers. And honestly, maybe, maybe everything works out better if Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Nathaniel Haggett still be, could still be the coach there. Uh, maybe, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's good for Denver. <laughs> maybe that's not good for Denver. <laughs> Shannon Shannon put on the on our sheet here. He's comparing Russell Wilson in a way to to uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Well, and how he finally is- relented and became like an off the bench guy now for the Clippers, but it it hasn't worked for him. As you, you when you still think you're the guy, mm-hmm. it just isn't it isn't just a total disaster to bring him in. Then if you still think you're the guy, like it hasn't worked out for Russell Westbrook anywhere. Didn't no. work out for Allen Iverson anywhere. It hasn't worked out for Russell Wilson so far in his post-Seattle career. Is it going to work out anywhere? I don't know how you shake the reputation that Russell Wilson's built for himself in the two years in Denver either. Being the guy that needed to have his own team, have his own office, do all these different things, and kind of almost be above the rest of the team. I don't, I don't know how you shake that reputation. I don't know how you convince other teams, no, I'm different, no, I'm changed. It's, it's going to be different with you. I don't know how you do that if you're Russell Wilson. That's going to be the toughest part for him as he enters presumably his free agency because, again, I don't think anybody's going to trade for that contract. So ultimately, Denver is probably going to have to release him. Coming up next, who is the most, division, uh, the most disappointing division in the NFL this season? That's next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 